Hello, welcome everyone, everybody to the Thinking Drinkers European Championship of Print 2020. Having completed the group stages, we, are, we find ourselves now in the knockout round. This is when the drinks turn up and anything can happen in the cup competition, even though we've already decided exactly who goes through. Yes. How, are you, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I suspect with so many good quality drinks in this, we're going to be saying a lot, and it's really tight. It's gone to penalties, yeah, <laughs> and that sort of shit a lot. Yeah. Um, but first of all, should we should we get started with yeah. our? We've got our first. We're, we're going to be 16. we're, we're going to do uh, two last sixteen groups in each uh, video. So we've got Italy versus Iceland, and then we've got Wales versus Denmark. Both games. Right. Uh, very, they're, they're literally mouth-watering. So, first Good up stuff. is first up. Oh, is the Italians. That's where, the Italians. Okay, let's now. get our armor, and it's going to be a Chianti. It is a Chianti. Oh um, so, I've got a picture here to represent the Chianti, and yep. there he is, the big man, Hannibal Anna. Lecter. Uh, Chianti tends to make us think of that. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're all wondering, what does our Chianti, how does it pair with human flesh, Ben? Human, well, it's human a, liver. I'm not a fan human of liver. liver. Oh, actually, I do like liver. It's very easy to get wrong, though. Maybe you've got to cook it just right and think too much. Not nice. Human liver, however, not, not, not so much. Not and so father much. beans as well. That's what he drank it with. Yeah. Now and this is from is whether it pair, whether it pairs with nicely with human flesh or human liver, and the answer is sort yeah. of, I guess. Maybe probably could do with. A bit but this comes. Yeah, I mean, it's um, this is from a place. Uh, it's from it's from Tuscany, uh, mm -hmm. about twenty kilometers east of Florence. I've been to Tuscany, Tom, because I'm middle class, and uh, I've been as well. Yes, I arrived at P Pisa Airport and. Uh, rang up my dad and said, look, how do I get to the, the villa? Because yes, it was a villa. And he said, uh, drive along the motorway, you can't, and when you get to Florence, uh, come off and turn right. I was like, fine. Driving along the motorway, saw all these signs for Forenza, thought, that looks nice for the motorway, looked very beautiful. Didn't realise that Forenza and Florence were the same place. Kept driving for another hour. So watch out, guys. The Italians are trying to fool you. Like how dare language. they not? Well, how, it's like a different language. Why don't they have the same first two letters? Yes. Uh, but back to our pairing yeah. with human flesh. Yeah. It does sort of go. It could uh, probably do with a bit more acidity to break down that tougher meat. Um, but mm. uh, we rounded. Really, it's we rounded. Haven't really, we haven't really eaten human flesh. No. Viewers. Um, no. Uh, although there was a bit of a rush on for bog roll in the supermarket, we still managed to find our frozen chicken dippers and this would go nicely with that but Chianti's got a bit of a bad rep uh, back in the early yeah. days it was sort of seen as a bit thin there wasn't much to it, it came in those bottles with the uh, with a straw around them which were called a fiasco Ben did you know that was called a really? fiasco? Really I don't know that's good knowledge. No, quite an interesting fact isn't it and in keeping with their uh, match fixing football season and <laughs> yeah, Berlusconi politics. Huh? Nice <laughs> good one bugger bugger dated sassire for you there uh and chianti is a big area you've got seven different regions uh the montalbano region the chianti coli chianti fiorentini and the chianti ruffini ruffina sorry and that's, uh, where, that's where this is from ruffina it is, it yeah. is. and it's generally held at the classico and the ruffina 
regions are the best for the Chianti. So these days, Chianti winemakers are making richer, deeper Chiantis, um, which would go well with uh, sort of bigger meats, I suppose, for Hannibal Lecter, fatsos. Yes. And it's got um, this and one's got the Sangiovese grape in, which is mm. considered like the workhorse grape of Italian wine. And do you know what it means in Latin, Tom? Um, I did, but I've forgotten. It's called it's Latin for the blood of Jupiter, oh. which is a lot tastier than the blood of Uranus. <laughs> That's why I remember you told mm. me that joke, and I <laughs> laughed. Um, so it's got the Sangiovese. It's got the also got the uh, Canialo uh, grape and the Colorino grape. Colorino sounds a bit like an Italian. Colorino right back. Thing, but- um, yeah, the, this is the Gratti Chianti from the, the Gratti family. We've been making it for generations, and you can six buy it generations, Tom. Six generations. Six generations. Nice, good skills. You've read the label too, <laughs> and um, uh, we got it from Majestic, who do a lot, obviously do a lot of different wines. They're great. Uh, I this, love a Majestic. Yeah, that's a, that is a good. I mean, it, it really is big. It's got this sort of uh, this sour cherry flavour to it, which I think comes from your. Uh, from your blood of uh, Jupiter. Jupiter, Jupiter. Right. Yeah. As and then you've Uranus. also got the, um, uh, I'm getting, I'm not just saying this because of it's Italian, but I'm getting like ripe tomato. Like, Are you? Really okay. Big well, red tomatoes. <laughs> Most tomatoes I know are red. I'll take that. But mm. this one's a big and red. And this is a big red wine. It's, it is a big red wine, um, but it's quite silky. It's like the silky skills of a Roberto Baggio. Yeah, uh, 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 Scalacci, Italian <laughs> Yeah, he's called a lot of girls. Um, yeah, it's just big. So like, I like that. Oh, we can't talk about him, can we? Oh. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. And it uh, was a favourite favorite of Hannibal Lecter, but did you know that in the books, Hannibal Lecter actually drank Lille, the uh, mm. aromatic wine from Bordeaux? Yeah, uh, is wonderful gear as well. So that's it. That's as you can see in the film, he definitely drank it. There's uh, Mr. Hopkins sculling some Chianti before he eats some people. Yeah, and that would, but that would go well with our Iceland chicken dippers. Yes, let's um, get them up. Brings us up to the the Icelandic Iceland chicken dippers. I'm sure a few viewers will recognise that culinary delight. Yeah. Your mum's gone to Iceland. We did that in the last. Yeah. Uh, Not content with giving us the clap. The Icelandic have turned up with this. And this is lovely gear. It's called Einstock White, Icelandic White Ale. And it is, uh, it's um, a Belgian style wheat beer. Now, wheat beer comes in essentially two different styles. You've got the Germans. They make a Weissbier, which is made purely from four ingredients, yeast, uh, hops, wheat, and barley, grain, essentially, and, 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 of course, water, which is essential. And then you've got the Belgians, those crazy bastards. They bring in loads of different stuff into their Weissbier, but mo- into their Witbier, rather. But orange peel and coriander are the main, are the classic ones, and a rather more uh, flavoursome yeast they use as well. Look at that, Ben. Uh, I'm using my um, my favourite beer glass. Go Cuba. Um, <laughs> Havana Club. And look at the state of it. It's filthy. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I've gone for a classic. Uh, I've gone for a classic sort of um, little dimpled uh, beer jug. But this is lovely. Wow. Um, and it is. That is. I mean, that is 
clean and crisp, like the it's, Icelandic air when yes. there's no volcanoes erupting. Exactly. Mm. And it's uh, brewed about 40 kilometres, uh, no, 40 miles rather, we're getting mixed up, south of the Arctic Circle. And as with everything brewed or distilled in Iceland, it's made, made using water that's flowed over lava rocks and has been through, you know, glaciers and shit like that. Um, but it is wonderful gear. It comes <clears throat> in a can with a Viking in the front, on the front, which is good. Mm. Yeah. And did you know, and Tom, that a court Vikings reckon, or used to reckon, that Valhalla, which is Viking heaven, had goats uh, in Valhalla that uh, had others, which provided an endless supply of beer. This is highly chinny, unlikely. Chinny record. Chinny record. Chinny Oh. <laughs> Billy, Billy, <laughs> Jimmy Hill, Billy, uh, <laughs> Billy. Uh, fair play to Einstock. They also sent us their um, their Arctic Pale Ale in a bottle. And for anyone who's wondering if they should be drinking beer out of a can or a bottle, cans are good for your beer. Uh, they keep the light out, which preserves all the flavour. But mm. do pour it into a glass to get the best experience. Don't drink it directly yeah. from the can, and and hopefully a better beer glass than the one I had to hand. Um, yeah. I think that's a really nice beer, Ben, but... Um, what are we saying? What are we saying, guys? I'm saying it's probably gone to penalties. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll just say don't penalty. piss off the Icelandics. Uh, well, okay. I do really like their beer, but uh, but the Italians are just... They've got so much uh, breadth of drinking talent um, that I, can, I suspect they've got yet more to deliver in this tournament. Uh, whereas the Icelandic, we had their Reiki vodka in the group stages and we've had their lovely Einstein beer, but I suspect we might be reaching the end of the journey. Yeah, well, I think we oh, should do that uh, classic, uh, slightly condescending and patronising thing and go, they've been a breath of fresh air in the tournament, haven't they? They've been so plucky and they've only got, they've got a population of 12 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well done, the Icelandics. Well done. Oh, That's what we were like. And then to, they, be, to be honest, well, they, they not to it out. was their final. This was their this final. This was their final. In yes. many ways. Yes. Um, so yes. out they go. Off you fuck, Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry. Hi, Iceland. No, it's, lovely, it's very good attempt. gear. Lovely mm. attempt. Um, mm. So let's get on to our, right. our next last 16. And here we have the Welsh, talking oh, of plucky, the Welsh are taking on the Danish. Right. Uh, what have we got here? So... Uh, for the Welsh, well, I've gone classic because we're going to talk about Welsh whiskey, aren't we, Ben? And you've gone with I've got Welsh red cheese on toast. My uh, Welsh grandmother used to give me. It's not cheese on toast, I'm Welsh red. Uh, it's like a Crocknessure. It's like a be- Welsh red. It's made with a cheesy sauce, like a bechamel sauce. They put Worcestershire sauce in there, maybe a bit of paprika, maybe some beer, and it's also uh, used to it's have some wine. It's, t- it's cheese on toast, but better. But do you well, know that one of the recipes is you, uh, from the 17th century, one of the earliest recipes of Welsh rabbit, you would put the cheese on the toast and then you'd get a hot iron and you'd iron it. So okay. there you go. <laughs> Good to know. I won't be doing that. Uh, no. we, we're here we're, with Wales. We've got some Penderin whiskey. And mm-hmm. big thanks to the Penderin guys because they sent us a selection, a lovely little selection pack of three different whiskeys to try. Pandarian is um, some excellent whiskey, so this is going to be very, very enjoyable. Um, they've been distilling in Wales since the 4th century, apparently, and um, uh, so they've got real heritage there, and they used to make their whiskey out of um, yeast, 
barley and honey as well. Um, Pandarium was set up uh, by the Welsh Whiskey Company uh, in 1998 in the Brecon Beacons National Park, so a beautiful setting for it. And they, they poured their first whiskey uh, on St David's Day in, uh, in 2004. And the wash, Ben, was yeah. brought in from SA Brain and & Co. Ah, and the relationship between well, Brain & Co and Pandarin is something we know all about, isn't it? Yes, because uh, a few years ago, we won a very prestigious competition because we brewed a beer with brains called Boilermaker, which was a Welsh... IPA that was aged using um, the wood chips from Pendarin whiskey bottle uh, barrels, and we went down to Cardiff, brewed a beer uh, with them, and uh, beat off lots of competition, didn't we, Tom? Uh, <laughs> beat off everyone, didn't we? <laughs> just we'll do anything to win. Um, That's how we and uh, yeah, it meant it got uh, put into it got produced commercially and went into supermarkets and everything. And it did very well. Um, but what we've not ever told anyone is when we went down there to brew the beer, we had a lovely day with the brewer, set it all up, spent the morning doing the mash and everything. And as we put it in for the boil, we went out for lunch and uh, had a very nice lunch with him, came back and uh, we, he, it was definitely him, I forgot to put the <laughs> lid on top, of, <laughs> on top of the thing. So we came out of the beer fucking everywhere. And we I mean, will take credit as brewers when it works. <laughs> if he's going to fuck it up. It, it was definitely a collaborative brew, which we yeah. didn't collaborate much on. But then he, so he had to then secretly brew, um, brew our beer again by himself. And that is that beer that won a competition. So it turns out we had nothing to do with it whatsoever. And it but beat up, it beat all the other people. And now they know. It beat off more yes, people yes, in the competition. Did. So um, there we go. Um, there we go. That's our that's our story about them. But the the Pendarin whiskey is fantastic stuff, and they've given us three different expressions. So they've given us their uh, peated whiskey, um, and you no, might notice if you compare it to other whiskeys, slightly lighter. Now their peated whiskey is actually just rested in barrels that have previously had either whiskey in them. So rather than using a peated barley, they get a very subtle peat off that. And um, and for that reason, if you're not really into really heavily peated whiskey, the Pendarin peated is actually quite a nice way into it. Uh, they've given us their standard the Madeira cask is what they you'll probably find most commonly, um, and the Madeira adds a slight sweetness to their whiskey. And then they've also given us the sherry cask. And uh, when you rest your whiskey in sherry barrels, you get a bit more of um, the sort of cloves and the resins um, in there as well. So three very different styles of whiskey. From the same mm. distillery, they use a very special still up there uh, at um, the Welsh Whiskey Company, um, which was designed, Ben, by uh, a descendant of Dr. David Faraday. Uh, no, it was designed by da David Faraday, who's a, uh, who's a descendant of Michael Faraday. So, um, nothing to do with Wayne Faraday, the uh, Queen's Park Rangers right back from the 80s. Nothing to do with him. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Now, this is very, I'm getting apples. I've got the peated mm -hmm. one here. I'm getting apples, vanilla. Uh, oh God, I can write my nose actually. Oh yeah, God, that's it's, it's don't it's drink it through your nose. I find it quite subtle, and, and there's uh, a bit of smoke I mean, in there. Oh. 
you know, you're talking about 46% ABV yeah. spirit here. So maybe add a, add a little bit of water to these and then they, and also that helps open them up. Anyone who says you can't put anything in whiskey is a bell end, as we've said. Massive in the past. bell end. Um, you're allowed to put a little bit of water in there for sure to open it up. Maybe a bit, bit of ice if that's how you fancy it. Um, don't put Coca-Cola in this. It's a bit, bit nice for that. But um, mm. if you do like whiskey and Coke, then at least try it first and then. That, that is, is fantastic that's very good i have to say i think well lengthen with, lengthen with a bit of soda and uh maybe yeah a, soda a would be the, the that is wonderful so um well that done the welsh strong, that is a strong turnout by the welsh but they're coming up against a very strong danish team ben the danish yeah. have come packing more than just pastries to this tournament as we saw in are the they last bring, round. are they going to bring home the bacon tom that's the uh, well, question on everyone's yeah. lips this is it. Uh, and uh, for this, got? I've oh. got, look at this guy here, right? Where this is, is the actor Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah. He's a Dane and he plays Hannibal Lecter in the new, newer TV adaptation of the book. It's, it's all coming together. A wicked link. And look, he's drinking wine. Uh, he also played Bond. In Bond, he played uh, Le Chiffre, who was the bad guy. And... He was the man in the Star Wars Rogue One film who invented the Death Star weapon. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why are you watching children's films? Well, because all of those things are, they were all bad guys, really. And we have got empirical spirits from Denmark, and they're kind of like the bad boys of the are distilling they? world. Yeah. Are they? Um, okay. So even though uh, Mads Mikkelsen's all of those things were fictional acting roles, uh, this doesn't really make a great deal of sense. But go with us. These are like the, these these are the guys that do everything different. They're genuinely empirical spirits. Check them out. Genuinely innovative bunch. They really they do not follow the rules, man. Um, they are. They break them. They're they mavericks. They are. They use a lot of culinary expertise and science in their distillation. Uh, and you can't really categorize their, their spirits. They're making things that don't really fall into vodka, gin, or tequila. So don't be straightjacketed, man. Just like, yeah, man. Just cool. These people really, like, we're in tune with these people, but yeah. I feel it. Um, they, um, they make a habanero spirit. Uh, they use a high-pressure, low-temperature distilling process, and that takes out a lot of the heat. The habanero is a is a chili. Mexican pepper. Pepper. So they they take out a lot of the chili pepper sort of heat from it, um, and then they they make it with a base of peated barley. Talking of peats, but Belgian saison yeast, which I know will appeal to the beer. Let me you. tell you about the Belgian saison yeast. Maybe another time. Have we got time? I normally <laughs> reserve that kind of chat for the chicks. Yeah. Um, but the habanero spirit is uh, obviously with its Mexican links, they, they've called it. Um, oh, Jesus, I've just spilled beer all over my computer. Just a minute. Uh, they call it Fuck Trump and his stupid fucking wall. <laughs> wow. Uh, which, is, which is a good name for a drink. Um, it is. It's offensive. Um, but you should be 18 to be watching these videos anyway. Um, they also do canned drinks, and this is um, rather innovatively called Can Number One, this, this black can. Um, and these are like really high-end um, canned cocktails. They use a lot of their methods to make mm -hmm. these. Um, it's lightly carbonated, as you'll have seen from the pour. It's a bit like a champagne cocktail. Um, it's made from beet molasses and Belgian saison yeast again. I mean, I know you're itching to tell me more about Belgian saison yeast. 
Um, <laughs> it's flavoured with milk, oolong, cold brew tea, toasted birch tea, gooseberry spirit, cold infused gooseberry juice, uh, Douglas fir spirit, and pomelo zest spirit. Who are these guys? They, they are I mean, nut jobs. Uh, experimental. Mm. Yes, but is it any good? Because quite often, sort of esoteric, uh, innovative, and uh, unusual often lead to a drink that is not very nice. Is it nice? I I haven't got this one. I'm afraid. My wife. I'm telling. I, I'm I'm telling you, it's nice. It's really like properly super dry. So you need to be into your dry and bitter flavours, um, which as you, you sort of become a more of a discerning drinker, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate everything sweet, really. Yeah, it's all about bitterness. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so that is, I mean, a gooseberry is like, <laughs> but, um, but I think in a good way. I like it. I like it. It's okay. really citrusy. Um, it's really interesting. And as it sits there, it changes. There's loads of different flavours going through my mouth. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of everything they're doing at the moment. I think they're really uh, they're really. And, and can you? Is this? I mean, is this so quirky and left field that? Can you buy it? Is it easy to get hold of? You can go onto their website and you can source everything from there. It's worth checking it out because you get a bit more of the story. Empirical.co, um, which feels like it's an unfinished URL. But if you go onto empirical.co, you'll find all their stuff on there. And they've got lots of different variants of the canned drinks and all their different spirits. Um, so, yeah, you can source it direct online. I think anything you can, you can go on Whiskey Exchange and you can get most things, you know. What's, you, the, uh, what's the ABV of it? This is 10%, which is an added bonus. Um, you okay. have had this, Ben. We yeah, had no, it uh, know, after a show in Cheltenham, didn't you? And, yeah. Um, and we went out in Cheltenham and ended up doing some disco dancing. And yeah. we, I don't think we realised this was 10%. That might be why uh, ABV. throw some shapes. It might be why we did the disco dancing. <laughs> so if nothing else, give it credit for that. I yeah. Mean, uh, I love Good. it. I love what All they're right. doing. Well, I mean, I love Penderin as well. And I do think what they're doing is fantastic. But what we're seeing, what we're seeing. Um, I'm going to the, give it to the Danes. Um, they just really? Edgy. On penalties again. My granny was Welsh. She's going to be gutted. She's dead. But okay. Well, look. I, I, I. The Penderin. There's no doubt that's a good whiskey, mm. and mm. we should be supporting uh, the home nations. However, I'm a European. Is, I'm a European, exactly. And I like the Danish, and they're cool, and uh, they're hips. And I, I want to go. There's a chance that if Imperial yeah, yeah. see this, they'll say, I'm not bothered. Those guys, they need to come over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to go to the Brecon Beacons again. So, Denmark are through, as are Italy. And that concludes the first two games of the knockout stages. One went to penalties, the other one sort of did. Um, well done, Tom. I thought you, were, you played very well. Um, and I think you might, at the end of this tournament, get the most improved player badge. I've already got one of those as well, you know. I got it from my Watford's, Watford uh, half-term training camp. Given to me by Luther Blissett, the Luther Blissett. Uh, and I, at the time, at the age of 12, thought most improved player was an award worth winning. It's the worst, it's the worst one. It means you were shit to begin with, and now you're just a little less shit. I slightly improved my shitness. Yeah. Uh, but still, I got to meet Luther, and um, 
and he's a he's a he's legend a so uh, yeah brilliant well thank you for listening watching guys um next up is more um more more knockout rounds. I can't remember who. It's a spreadsheet. I'll have to look at the spreadsheet. But it's going to be more of the same as we edge ever closer to the end of this hell. Bye. Bye. Bye.